a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me once again. And you guys know where you're at. You are in the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three day shipping. That kicks ass. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for you and me, your mom, your dad, everyone out there. Place rules. If you haven't checked out their YouTube page, go check it out. I did a bunch of videos, basically five tips to certain things. So please go check out RockyMountainATVMC.com. Go check out their YouTube page. If you order something... No, we don't have a Kiefer code, but you can tell them Kiefer sent you. That helps us, helps get this thing, you know, I should say, help keeps this thing going. And, um, yeah, save you some money. So, also, thank you to the guys at Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Coming out with their spring line soon. It's going to be good looking. I got a little sneak peek, and it's really, really clean. No crazy designs, just nice, simple, bright colors. And, of course, they vent really well. The kinetic line is awesome. Also, the light hydrogen. Still 75 degrees here in Southern California. We do not have winter. I do not know what the hell is going on. But still wearing the light hydrogen. If it gets cooler, they have windproof gloves. They have all kinds of cold weather stuff. So for those of you guys out there riding in the freezing, they got that stuff too. So... Check them out, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Get it over at Rocky Mountain, Kiefer sent you. Also, just got back from Race Tech today, picked up a set of KX450F suspension that I will be testing. Yes, I'm keeping the air fork on. No, I didn't go to spring fork. So for those of you who want to know if we can make this SFF air better, you're about to find out. I got it from Race Tech. Took a tour of the facility. Really cool guys there. I met everybody in the back. What's cool about Race Tech is everyone's enthusiasts. Um, they like riding. I even saw Paul. Paul Seed, the owner of Race Tech, goes way back. So um, I just thought it was really nice to meet everybody and how involved they were in, with dirt bikes and how passionate they were. And I didn't even know they do. I mean, I did know, but I didn't know they were heavy involved in WP suspension. But they are. Um, they have a guy that used to work at the TLD race team last year for WP. His name is Luke. He actually works at Race Tech now. So he did Miguel Rath suspension. He did uh, the whole team's suspension last year. And if you want a guy doing your WP stuff, that's the kind of guy you want to do it, right? Someone that knows WP in and out. He's been there. He's done it. So 
For those of you with WP stuff, go check out Racetech. You can go look at Racetech.com. Gold valves, everything's made in the USA. Very cool shop, race-oriented, and I can vouch for them. So if you guys have any questions about Racetech stuff, you can hit me up on my email, and I can try to answer them for you. But um, for sure, go to Racetech, Racetech.com. Thank you, guys. So today, off-road podcast. Woo-wee! That's right. We're hitting it hard. For those of you guys wondering, where's the moto stuff out? Just calm down. We're getting more moto stuff later in the week, end of next week. So, But we went and picked up the 2018 Yamaha YZ450 FX. I have a lot of time on this bike. So the 2018 bike didn't change very much. So for those of you wondering, what has changed? What, what's going on with the 2018? Not much. Hopefully next year, and I do, I do not know this for a fact, but I think next year's FX, the 19, will incorporate some of the 18YZ frame changes and things like that. That's usually how that works. So hopefully next year you'll see some more updates for the YZ450FX. But nonetheless, it's a solid machine. Hybrid machine. It's not a full off-road bike. It's a little off-road. Actually, I would say more off-road than moto. But very fun to ride. But I've had some time on it. I want to tell you guys a little bit about it. And I also want to drop some knowledge on you to give you some tips to make it a little lighter. This bike isn't that light. Coming in just under 265 pounds, obviously with a tank full of fuel and oil and all that. So it's not the lightest in class. Um, I did a Last year I did a Dirt Rider off-road shootout. I ranked it high up in... You know, I'm trying to think the position I gave it. I want to say I gave it second behind the KTM. It's just an all-around good bike to go hit the trails on with your buddies. And if you want to hit some moto, you can do that too. Just make sure it's not very big jumps and so forth. But uh, anyway, we're going to talk about the YZ450FX for those of you guys out there that like to do two things in one weekend. It's kind of cool that... More companies like Yamaha are building bikes that suit guys that ride more than just moto. They ride, you know, they ride trails. Um, like I said, you can go to the vet track and hit it up with your homies with this stuff. So it's a good machine, and uh, I like riding. I ride from my house here in Asperia out to the trails, and there's several outdoor tracks that I hit on the way out to. I have a test loop that I do, and it's fun to just go hit different aspects of terrain and see how well this bike works so getting right down to it let's talk about the weight 265 pounds it's a heavy beast and on top of that we're going to coincide the weight with the suspension we're going to start with suspension first because to me that's what really as, as a whole there's two things that need help with this bike it's a little soft i'm 170 pounds and the weight so 265 pounds. Obviously, you guys know it has electric start, has an 18-inch rear wheel. Um, it has, you know, you can get a Kickstarter for this bike. It doesn't come with it, but there is an accessory you can put it on if you guys want want that on there. I've heard some guys say, "Hey, man, I live up in Montana and it's cold as balls, and I want a Kickstarter just in case that battery doesn't, you know, fire up. I want to have some." insurance policy when I'm stuck in these woods, right? So I get it. Yamaha does offer that accessory, so you guys out there you want to go get that, it's available. But 
just like the YZ450, okay? Very balanced suspension. Fork is a little soft, a little divey on, on D-cell. The FX has more engine braking than the YZ450F. That thing, you know, as you roll off the throttle, you will feel the weight transferring more than you can on a YZ. So for me, I would like to stiffen up the fork a little bit. I try to go, I went up as much as four clicks in on the compression. It helps a little bit, but any kind of small stuff, little choppy, square edgy, um, faster terrain, the fork is a dream. It's like a pillow riding on clouds, okay? There's so much comfort there. It just doesn't like big G-outs and wallowing um, rollers. We did do a shootout last year when I tested the Beta and the KTM and other bikes that were available at that time. And it still was one of the better handling machines straight line. KTM had a little bit of deflection, obviously, with the air fork. The Beta was even softer than this YZ. So if you guys click in your suspension a little bit, play with the rebound. I slowed it down just a couple because I didn't want to lose that comfort feeling on that fast, straightaway, choppy stuff. And I thought it was pretty good. Still has some D-cell dive. I don't like that. But um, that's something you're going to have to live with with this engine. It just has a lot of engine braking. Now, the shock side, I ran anywhere between 103 to 105. I try to stick with about 103, so that way I get some front-end feel when I'm in some tighter areas, but also it helped acceleration traction when I'm on throttle, coming out of a rut, um, going up a hill where there's some chop, acceleration chop going up a hill. I liked a 103 because it just kind of felt like I had more traction. Now, not to skip to the engine, but the engine braking that I'm talking about kind of helps with lugability. Unlike the RX, which I am testing as well, the, the YZFX has a lot of lugability where you can really just ride it really slow and it just kind of chugs along and it has a lot of rear wheel traction. So I do like that. Also, with the weight comes stability. It feels planted. Now, you're not going to be carving inside lines with this big beast, okay? Because it does weigh a lot. But when you're going down a trail at a good speed, it feels planted. It never wants to kick side to side. Um, I didn't get any huge swaps from this this bike, and it all just it just feels confidence inspiring. Now, when you get to the tighter trails, if you guys back there are listening to this that have East Coast ruts, woods, roots, that nasty slimy terrain, this bike is going to be a handful. It's heavy, okay? I mean, I'm out here in the West Coast and. What we consider tight probably isn't even close to tight where you guys are back east. So that's one thing I do feel with this Yamaha is I do feel the weight from side to side or trying to um, get out of a little pivot area to climb back up a hill. I do feel like it's a little top-heavy-ish um, with everything on it. Obviously, we're working with you know a heavier battery, which we will get to later. Um, you know, Just heavier parts more fuel, a lot of things that the FX comes with to make it a hybrid version of a dirt bike. So there is some negative there versus a YZ. But just overall suspension, a little soft, but very, very friendly. 
Obviously, no surprise here. It's probably the best suspension out there right now for these hybrid type of off-road bikes, XCF, RX, the Beta, things like that. Kayaba. I said Kayaba. No one says that anymore, and I don't know why. We'll just say Kayaba or KYB. SSS front fork is good. Not as good as the YZ, but we're working with different terrain here. So, not a lot of specs for the shock for you guys besides sag. I did go in a little bit on the compression, but that's preference for you guys out there. If you guys are heavier, 180 above, you're going to want to get some springs. You're going to want to do some valving, so just know that. Um, don't expect to be not undersprung if you're a little bit heavy, okay? So, um, all good there in the suspension department. Nothing's changed from last year, like I said again. Now, another question that I get asked a lot is Kiefer. Should I buy a YZ450F or should I get a YZ450, I'm sorry, a YZ450FX? It's hard for me to tell you guys what to go buy. Some of you guys leave me emails and say very little, and some of you guys give me a lot of information, okay? Give me the information of what type of terrain you're riding, how often you're riding, how much percentage is it moto, how much percentage is it off-road. And here's what I tell the normal guy out there that emails me these questions. If you're riding 70-30, if you're doing 70% off-road and 30% moto, this bike's awesome. It's bitching. If you're doing a little bit more moto than off-road, I would try to lean you towards a YZ, okay? Let's say you're doing it 50-50. Let's say you're split it evenly. I still would suggest a YZ. Guys, it's always easier to make an off-road motorcycle with a moto version, okay? You can get an 18-inch rear wheel. An 18 has an electric start. You can get a fuel tank. You can get the things that you want to make it an off-road version. The things you will not get, obviously, is transmission spacing. is a little bit different. And... You know, like I said, it comes stock with an 18-inch rear wheel. Um, some of the things that doesn't that YZ doesn't have, obviously you can buy that for the YZ. The reason why I try to steer you guys away from the FX if you're doing more moto is just because suspension is soft and it's heavy. The YZ doesn't feel nearly as heavy as the FX. And I have a good buddy, Gary Sutherland, which he won the championship on FX last year. He even... I was arguing with him at the beginning. He was like, Kiefer, what should I ride? I go, dude, ride a YZ because you're riding works, fast roads, and you're riding hare and hounds, fast, wide open. He's like, yeah, but I like the transmission better, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, he started on an FX. Well, don't like it. I don't like it in works. I don't like the transmission spacing. So he went back to a YZ. He liked it much better. So you guys out there wanting to know which, which is better, it's tough. Tough for me to tell you, but if you're doing a little bit more moto, stick to the YZ. If you're doing half and half, stick to the YZ. If you're doing mostly off-road, go to the FX. Commercial time. You know what time it is. It's commercial time. Hey, welcome to the commercial break. I'm singing to you, and you're probably like, turn that crap down. Let's get back to the podcast. But hey, real quick, I want to talk to you guys about two companies that help us out. They're very cool people. First one, Clint at Rutted Racing. You can follow them at Rutted Racing on Instagram or visit them at ruttedracing.com. Sweatshirts, hoodies for your chick, t-shirts for your chick, beanies, 
t-shirts for you. If you're a longer dude and you don't want an oversized fit t-shirt, go to Rudder Racing. They look good. You're a bigger guy. You want to look cool? That's where you go, Rudder Racing. So go check them out. They hook some guys up. They hook Tyler Bowers up. You know, they're sponsoring him. They sponsor this show. They're supporting the sport, and they have good products. I do not accept advertisers here that have crap products. So I accepted Rudder Racing because I tried what they're doing. Got Heather a hoodie. She loves it. I tried on their stuff. It's soft. It's not all coarse, 100% cotton. It's really nice stuff. So, hey, please go check them out. Again, Instagram, at Rudded Racing or RuddedRacing.com. Tell him Kiefer sent you. Maybe he'll kick you 10%. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Hey, ScreenPrintingDone.com as well, okay? Neil at ScreenPrintingDone.com does all my shirts. So you guys out there ordering, you guys can go to Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Order some Kiefer apparel. But that's who does it, ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you guys want to make your own T-shirts, hoodies, or maybe you're starting a party. Hey, I want to start a party. Hey, I want to build a party around my shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Put something on it. Say, Rob's 25th or uh, Alex's 21st, Vegas party. Let's get loose. I don't know what you guys want to do out there. But you can make anything you want. Hit up Neil at ScreenPrintingDone.com. Mention Kiefer. You know what I want to say. Order 12 tees, get 10 for free. You guys can't beat that stuff. Get some cool stuff. You have a logo you want to make up? Make some shirts, make some money. People are doing it. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Check them out. Now, that leads me to the engine portion of this. If we're talking 2017 YZ450F and 2017 YZ450FX, engine feels are close. Like I said, FX has more engine braking, there's more inertia feeling when you roll off the throttle, and also there's more weight, so you're getting more pitching. Roll-on throttle delivery is so nice on the FX. Really smooth, no, nothing abrupt about it. It doesn't jerk your arms out. It's fast, don't get me wrong, but it's really smooth, and there's lots of rear-wheel traction. I love that. The motor mid to top end is, is great. Only thing that beats it on top end is the XCF KTM. Otherwise... I love this engine. It's a little bit loud, obviously, because the intake when you're wide open across the desert. That's a little annoying. But I got I get used to it. It's not a huge deal to me. I just like the engine because it's so easy to ride. You can ride it first gear, which is super, super low. Transmission spacing, spacing is a little bit different than the YZ. And in regards to that is... YZ first gear, obviously it's first gear, it feels low. But the FX, dude, it's like granny gear. It's like I'm putting in four-wheel drive low. Like compared to four-wheel high on a YZ, four-wheel low on a FX. It's granny. You're going to go rock climbing on this gear. Second gear, still low. When you shift to second on a YZ, all right, I can use this gear around the moto track pretty, you know, a lot, 60% of the time. Um, the FX, dude, still low. Still not a granny gear, but still very, very chuggy. You want to climb some hills, that's the gear you're going to use. The difference between the YZ and the FX is between shifting between second to third gear. There's a big space between second and third gear on the FX. Third gear is like going from second to overdrive in a vehicle. So 
There's just, to me, a little bit something, something missing in between second and third gear. I wish there was like the gap was a little bit closer, but nonetheless, third gear is good on fast roads and things like that. There's just the transmission spacing itself is a little bit too much for me when I'm trying to come out of a corner and shift to third. I mean, I can use third for days down a straightaway before I have to shift to fourth. What's weird is when I shift to fourth, the spacing is not as drastic as it is from second to third. So something that you're going to have to get used to, um, I will talk about gearing in a second, but that's the only really complaint that I have about the engine is that the transmission transmission spacing is a little bit um, off for me for off-road. For those of you guys riding tight East Coast stuff, honestly, I think you guys will probably like the transmission because you're going to use first and second a lot, and I don't really think you're going to get into third that much. So snotty roots, tight trees, second gear is going to be money. And if you got to go up like a little crappy riverbed and up some snotty stuff, first gear is going to be awesome. So again, still lots of traction, first, second, third gear is a big jump, but very good on the West Coast side of things. Again, the motor is awesome. Super reliable. We had this YZ450FX at Dirt Rider for a whole year. We damn near 60 hours on her, and that's fast West Coast stuff. Changed the oil, checked the valves once in spec, ran it, changed the filter. That's it. You guys sucking dust in the hair and hounds, doing that kind of thing, you're going to have to change um, the air filter a lot. In moto, you don't have to worry about it as much, but uh, when you're following someone in the desert, that dust is getting directly into that intake and sucking it through the air filter. So don't take the screen out, guys. I get questions. Hey, you know, am I going to get more horsepower if I take that backfire screen out? Maybe a tad, okay? Maybe like a little bit better RPM response, but seriously, dudes, what you're going to get if you take that dirty filter out, you might drop some crumbs in there, some dust crumbs, right, right down your intake. And then where's that going? Into your engine. So to me, it's not worth it. You got that backfire screen in there to kind of give you some insurance. If you're going to drop some crumbs down in your intake, it won't let it do it. So I leave the backfire screen in. Even in my YZ, I leave it in. I have Twin Air makes this power flow kit that I do try, and it does help. Don't get me wrong. It does help RPM response a little bit. But to me, as much as I ride and I beat the shit out of my stuff, I just keep the backfire screen in because some days the, the filter's dirty, and I go riding, and it's still dirty. You know, Like I said, I'm doing durability over here as well, so I'm not changing my air filter 24-7. If I go ride a moto on Saturday and then do another moto on Sunday, chances are I'm not changing an air filter. So leave your backfire screen in, guys. You're not going to get that much horsepower, and you're going to save the life of your engine. So my two cents on that so we covered suspension we covered engine what about to me ergonomics ah, this is a it's, it's tough for me it feels similar to a 2017 yz450 but again a little heavier you measure from shroud to shroud same width but it feels wider for some reason so it's hard to get used to when you corner with the width. You guys can put cycle shrouds on there that helps it, you know, appearance-wise look less wide. But when you measure it, I mean, it's millimeters in difference. So, um, you know, rider triangle, 
sitting on the bike. I feel like I'm sitting in it, not on top of it. For me, off-road, that's a good thing. I like the seat cushion a little bit. It does have some of that better than the 18YZ. So it does keep some of that soft feeling riding in position. I like the stock bar. It's a lower bend. If you guys want a bar that's similar, that's different, you can go to Pro Taper Evo Bar, SX Race, or YZ High. Don't let the high in the YZ bend fool you. It's still a low bend. Don't ask me why. I'm just giving you the facts, okay? So you want another bar, SX Race, or YZ High. Evo Pro Taper is what I recommend, what I like. I wouldn't put a crossbar on it. You get more rigidity. I stay away from that in the off-road world. I try to get some more flex because you're hitting shit fast, choppy stuff, or even back east, guys, you're hitting roots all the time. You don't want a rigid feeling front end. So I like the rider triangle. I'm six foot tall. I don't mind the riding in position so much. And uh, as far as uh, looks of it, I think it looks cool with the blue rims. I honestly like blue rims. Um, it still has the old 17 version shrouds, but I do like the color scheme of the bike. It, it's lo- it's a good looking bike. The blue rims actually stay better looking longer than the black rims do. Back uh, last year when they had black rims on the YZs, they don't they get scratched, but they don't show up as much as a black as a black rim. So um, for those of you that are concerned about that, chances are you don't because you're an off road guy. Usually you guys don't give a shit about that kind of stuff you know you're going to dick them up anyway out in the rocks. Um, But I do. So I'm just letting you guys know I like it better. So I want to rip off some things that you can do to your YZ450FX. Most of them are to get the weight down. Okay? So I I wrote some stuff over the past, I don't know, 16 months that I'm familiar with this, this bike. And things that I have done and things that I know uh, my good friend Gary Sutherland has done as well to his bike to drop some weight. And things that I've experienced um, with reliability. A couple things. Countershaft seals go out in Yamahas. That's the only thing that really kind of leaks or goes out. I've had some problems with countershaft seals going out about 30-some hours on my YZ. And same thing here with the YZ450FX. You'll see it around your countershaft. You'll see a little seepage or some oil coming out of there. Simple fix. Just change your countershaft seal, and it's a done deal. Um, If you guys do want a more linear pull, you guys are looking for even a smoother pull, you guys can go to a YZ throttle cam on this YZFX because that is different between the two. So make sure you guys... uh, out there feel what you got on this fx and if you need a little bit of a longer pull and a more linear feel as your the power is getting delivered try going to a yz um, throttle cam setting so those are two things that i think um, you can do some guys cut the subframe gary was shorter in stature he was five uh, i want to say five eight he did go to a JGR subframe, which you can adjust. He dropped it 10 mil, and that helped him a lot. So if you think it's a little bit ascend high, I don't really because I have a, a longer inseam. I'm six foot tall. So again, I just ran 103 millimeters of sag, and I was good. But for shorter guys, look into a JGR subframe, or you can cut your subframe. 
I just like JGR's way of thinking. It's easy to adjust. And if I feel like, ah, I didn't want it that low, I can go right back up to stock heights. It's easy, easy to do. Um, so you guys can remove your kick stand. You know, I know you got an FX. I want a kickstand, but if you guys are looking to drop a little weight, you can remove it and then put a YZ foot peg mount on it. You just can put the left mount on it, just the YZ mount, and take the remove the kick the kickstand. That'll drop you some weight. And comes to find out when I'm changing the the wheel on this FX, the spacers are beefy and they're heavy. So dropping a little bit more weight, you can go to and a guy here locally has them zip tie. If you guys need kind of off-road stuff, Ty Davis, his company, Zip Tie Racing, has all different kinds of stuff for the YZFX. He has some cool um, uh, rear wheel spacers and also a battery. So we know lithium batteries drop in weight. You can go to an anti-gravity battery, which I've had in our bike and test bike. I don't have it in this bike yet that I have, but I will be putting it in. And that will drop three pounds. So you're dropping three pounds, and that's a high. So you're dropping three pounds up high on the bike. So that's going to help it from side to side. So when I did that with last year when I had Dirt Riders Test Bike, that really helped that feeling in the tight areas that I was talking about, where the bike side to side kind of feels slow and lethargic. Get a different battery, lighter battery, that kind of helps that side to side movement and just overall feels lighter in those tighter areas. Um we talked about throttle cams. I'm just ripping off my list here. And gearing. So I mentioned the gearing and how the transmission spacing was a little bit off. I tried going either way on the rear sprocket. Nothing really worked. Nothing helped me as much as just sticking with stock. So one of the problems Gary had with works racing is he felt he was always in between gears second to third. So that's why he went to YZ spacing. In Heron Hounds... He liked the fact there was that much gap between second and third because when he got in those tighter, rocky areas, he can just run second for a longer period of time. But in these works races where it's kind of flowy in these roads where you really had to make up your mind which gear you wanted to be in because, oh, no, there's a corner, and I had to downshift to second. And, oh, no, straight away, I got to shift third. There's a big gap in between um, those transmission um, gears in there. And we tried going to a taller rear sprocket, didn't work, didn't really help him, his situation when he had some tighter stuff going into corners. So he ended up sticking with stock gearing. When I was at Dirt Rider and had my test bike, that's the gearing that I stuck with. Again, you're just going to have something you're going to have to live with. Hopefully next year Yamaha will take care of that spacing problem. If you guys think it's a problem, for those of you guys uh, that have one of these, Hit me back at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Let me know if you think the transmission is a little bit off between second and third gear. But that's basically a YZ450FX in a nutshell. Reliable bike, a little bit heavy, a little bit soft, insane motor. Some modifications you can do that I kind of mentioned, but drop and weight. Um, there's a few things, like I said, you can do. And also one thing. Uh, FX comes with 22 millimeter offset. Okay, it's soft front end, right? So on diesel, you're diving a little bit, and sometimes I feel like you can get some oversteer or kind of knifes. I tried 25 stock last year, so we're talking 2017 YZ450F stock 25 millimeter clamps. I put them on, um, 
and it worked really good with stock suspension. So you feel like a little dive, you have some oversteer, grab some YZ25 clamps, or you can go to an X-Trig 25 or a Ride Engineering, or whatever you guys feel like you want to do, and that helps kind of settle that oversteer down. So when you get a little bit of a dive because of the engine braking, you don't get so much knifing because you have a little bit more offset going to the 25. So you guys are looking for a little bit less of reactive bike and divey, go to a 25 offset. No really negative for me going to a 25 offset. I figured, uh, is it going to be less, you know, in corners? No, it actually helps it set up better in corners and it still has great stability. So that's something else you guys can look at. Go to a 25 millimeter um, clamp, 2017 version on the YZ. If you guys have that laying around or if you know somebody that got rid of them because they got clamps on their bike, new clamps, grab those from your buddy. Put that on your YZFX, um, 450FX, because that'll kind of help with that knifing sensation. So those are my initial impression, thoughts, weight loss tips that I can give you guys out there for this bike. We're going to continue to put a ton crap of time on this machine. Michael Allen, my off-road tester, is going to ride it more. He's probably going to race it in some GPs. We're going to do some slight modifications to it and give you more information and do a Living With podcast again with this. Next time, I'll get Michael with me. And he's more of an off-road guy. He's more of the 70-30 type of rider, 70% off-road, 30% moto. Um, I'm opposite. I'm probably maybe even 80% moto, 20% off-road. But I grew up racing off-road, so I kind of know the off-road realm. And uh, we'll get him in here to talk more about that bike, some more tips, maybe get some valving on it, kind of set you in the right direction with that. Um, one thing maybe I didn't cover, too, is fork height. I just try to keep it flush. I went up to 3 millimeters, which I like. If you guys have a tighter area that you ride in, 3 to 4 millimeters up in the clamp works well. But you just to let you guys know, with that diving sensation, right, on that D-cell feel, you will be getting more of that because you're raising your fork up. So just be aware that's what's going to happen. So that's kind of why I always kept mine flush. So if you guys do go the 25-millimeter clamp, by all means, you might want to play with the, the fork height a little bit more. You can maybe raise it up to go to 2-millimeter, two two and you won't get as much pitching I feel when you go to a 25 millimeter clamp. So, um, those are the tips, first impressions of this bike. Stay tuned because I will do a written test on this as well. Give me your feedback, guys. You guys are listening to this, You're spending your quality time, either A, in traffic, or B, not listening to your wife, or drowning out your kids, or whatever it is, or you're laying in bed, want to hear something about dirt bikes. Hit me up. Let me know what you guys want to hear. Let me go, let me know what you guys want to know about. So Chris at keyforinktesting.com. Always, I take emails. I try to get back to most of them. Sometimes it takes me a few days. I'm busy. I'm one human being. Keyforink testing is one dude. I have help from Michael Allen, but he has a real job. But this is my real job. I ride, I type, I test, I talk. <laughs> so Sometimes I don't flip things around as soon as the bigger guys out there in the magazine world. But uh, nonetheless, I give you guys what I feel is honest feedback. Uh, I do my damnness to make sure I get back to you guys. 
and steer you in the right direction. That's my business model. Again, I didn't grow up rich. I didn't have 10 bikes in the garage like I do now, so I respect the hell of what I respect the hell out of what I have. Um, and I say that with authority because I didn't grow up, you know, with a silver spoon in my mouth. So I know you guys out there work hard to ride, and this is what you guys love. So I'm here to help. Again, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. You can also hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com if you guys want some shirts. Sorry, it's taken me so long to get some back in stock, but finally I'm getting some back in stock and I'm making the shipping orders out. I'm taking them and I'm getting the shirts out finally. So it's just taken me about a month to do that. So anyway, stay tuned. We'll be getting some more off-road podcasts soon. Hope you guys like the Cody Webb podcast. That was super fun to do. I'm planning to do more of those. A lot of these guys come up here to go ride and I grab them and steal them and put them in the house to interview them. So it's fun to get to know those kind of guys. And to me, it's fun to get to know what they're about. We know about what the racing is, right? We kind of know what the racing career is like, but I want to know more about the guy underneath the helmet. That's my thing. Like, I like to get to know people. I'm a people person. Like, if you're a good dude, I'm all in. Like, I love it. So I love dirt bikes. I love good people. I love talking to you guys about this stuff. It's fun. So that's it. That's all I got for you guys on this bike. It's been about uh, 34 minutes of podcast. But again, YZ450FX, very fun. Yamaha always builds quality motorcycles. You guys know I'm a Yamaha fan. If there is one machine, I would say, if I if people ask me, Kiefer, what would you buy if you just had to buy one bike? That's what you would buy. One motorcycle, that's all you could afford, and that's what you got for two years. You're an every two-year purchasing customer. Well, YZ450F, that's would be that would be my bike. I love it. It's stable. It's good. I know it's quality. If I was an off-road guy, FX, that's what I would be. If I was racing hare and hounds out here in the West Coast, works, big six, all that stuff, FX. If I was a woods guy, which we will get to, 250FX, dude, fun bike to ride. We're not going to talk about it now because I want to blow the podcast coming up, but dude, that bike is a blast to ride. If I was a woods guy, 250FX would be my weapon. That would be a blast. So anyway, I'm rambling on here. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget to support the sponsors that help me here. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Get some shirts made. Ten free shirts. Also, Clint at Rutted Racing. Dude, Clint has some big things coming up. Rutted Racing has some great sweat sweatshirts, hoodies, um, beanies, girl stuff. It's all really cool. And he sponsors the bear. Who's the bear? Tyler Bowers, the guy flying through the air last week in Oakland. Holy shit. But he helps guys. He supports the sport. He's helping me. So support him and his family. Buy some shirts. Be cool at the track. And actually, keep warm at the track. Get a hoodie. So thank you, Racetech. Thank you, RockyMountainATVMC.com. Go check out the YouTube videos. And, of course, Fly Racing. You know it. Light Hydro. Badass. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Going to Minnesota. Ride snow bikes. Wish me luck.